Hello and thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, December 26th. Let's jump into today's top stories. The Arizona Republic's Michelle Gardner reports Arizona State plans to hire a new AD sometime this spring. Here's what Gardner says are needs of key focus for a new leader, Desert Financial Arena is old and outdated. It needs work if the school is to compete in one of the marquee sports in college athletics and one in which the Big 12 is the dominant powerhouse. Sure, the school's non-revenue sports are thriving, but they don't move the needle in terms of the major college landscape. The major sports need to deliver, and a new athletic director needs to see to it that those programs have the resources they need to compete at an elite level. Otherwise, the school will be stuck in mediocrity, much like it has been in the Pac-12. Florida State's lawsuit against the ACC in Leon County, Florida has been assigned to Judge John C. Cooper, who is a Seminoles alum. No word on the suit filed by the ACC in Mecklenburg County, North Carolina. Kansas is estimated to have spent north of $10 million on legal fees over the last five fiscal years with four law firms for their work defending KU against NCAA violations, per the Topeka Capital Journal's Jordan Gusky. Jayhawks AD Travis Goff noted all four were not necessarily working on the infractions matters simultaneously, adding, I think it was obviously pretty established by the time I got to KU, as to the approach and to the notion that we were going to, I don't want to say spare no resources, but to an extent spare few resources to make sure we had all the right expertise and experience to help us navigate it. Going from the NCAA infractions approach to the IRP, which was really an unprecedented process, I think warranted additional kind of layers from the legal team perspective. I think something like this is certainly unprecedented, something that in our situation has only happened once, we fully anticipate will only happen once. So, I do think it's, there's not really a comparator, necessarily, that you can consider. I mean, it's significant any way you cut it. Even in the context of a 120 or 125 million dollar budget. But, again, that's what it's taken in order to have all the right people at the table, the right expertise, experience, in order to make sure we navigate it in the best manner possible, and that's how it played out. More from Kansas AD Travis Goff with WIBW 13's Katie Marr ahead of the Jayhawks guaranteed rate bowl appearance tonight. On the turnaround from fans to expectations of success, Goff credits the program with being ahead of schedule and believes fans just needed to see indicators of success. Goff said, our program has demonstrated to our fans that we should expect success in the sport of football at Kansas. Their optimism even outweighs their excitement for today. As excited as they are about Phoenix and the chance to win a ninth game, which is incredible for this program and where we've been, they're looking forward to the future as well. Football in intercollegiate athletics today is harder and more competitive than ever with the transfer portal, NIL, the facilities arms race which we've been behind in for generations. So when we worked on the Gateway District and the David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium, how would we demonstrate tangible? And here we are in December of 2023 and again this theme of being way ahead of schedule to have had demo commence and to have really what would be a transformed game day experience open for August 2025. The Ringer's Michael Weinreb enumerates the many beliefs about Colorado football head coach Deion Sanders that have been expressed this year and drills down on one in particular, that Sanders' public persona defines his ethos and that there isn't anything else lurking underneath the hat and behind the ubiquitous sunglasses. But to presume that Coach Prime does not actually possess the soul of a blue-collar, hard-working dude, fails to account for the duality that has defined Sanders from the onset of his life as a public figure. 
Former Dallas Morning News columnist John Jock Taylor, who recently published a book about Sanders, tells Weinreb that when the cameras are off, Sanders often comes across much different than he does in public, saying, I think the context enhances that type of bravado. And I think it's necessary to have that type of presentation, that cool pose, as a black male in this predominantly white setting in order to be successful and ward off all those isms that black men face. He was always the hardest worker. Which is why he can't figure out why other people don't do it. By taking the CU job, Weinreb continues, Sanders embraced what was essentially a blank slate, and, from day one, Colorado became Coach Prime U, and in the era when NIL money drives recruiting and the transfer portal, his very presence filled the void. If it works, it opens the door for more non-traditional hires, particularly of black coaches who might not have otherwise gotten the chance. Seton Hall Law professor Robert Boland puts it like this, I still think athletic directors are going to hire more traditionally, you're a coach with a hot program who has done well. But I think we have shifted the model. Thank you for tuning in to the Evening Standard of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, December 26. We'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.